Greetings and welcome to the Tams Production Podcast. Don't forget to support us on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Spotify. For questions, comments, and suggestions, email us at tamspercussion at gmail.com or on Instagram at tamsperkpodcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with episode five of the Tams Percussion Podcast. I'm here today with Sulin. How are you doing, Sulin? I'm great. I have too much music to learn. I mean, I guess you can never have too much music. But I'm staying very busy. How are you, Michael? Doing good. Got a couple of projects coming in the works. I just finished up um, big marimba piece. I'm about to start doing uh, the Rosario concerto. Oh, because that's gonna be fun. That's my first concerto, so that'd be fun. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Have a YouTube video coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. Wink, wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Cillian, what are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about imposter syndrome and then leading that into toxicity in music. Awesome. So first thing, for those of you who don't know, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear as being exposed as a fraud, even though most of us really aren't. But I think this is kind of like one of the things about being a quote-unquote bad musician i think there's definitely not a lot of bad musicians out there but i feel like a lot of people just are in their heads a bit too much so really imposter syndrome is something you just experience when you're just in your head too much i think i know i for one definitely feel this way a lot of the time or have in the past but i've definitely grown up with like this experience of imposter syndrome just kind of like I don't really know what I'm doing. How am I this far in my career? And I still don't know what's going on with this. Why don't I know how to do certain things? But yeah. like, I don't know. It's just been something I've been dealing with for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think it ever really goes away. Yeah. To some extent. Thanks, Ulan. Well, for me personally, I guess it's like, you know, different circumstances. But, but I feel like part of imposter syndrome besides yourself is also kind of kind of leading into like the toxicity into music communities like the community that you are in i feel like it's a community and you guys you're supposed to like work together like and i feel like your community is to make you feel secure that you belong in that community and so like some of my friends that i've talked to like they feel like yeah, like we all have like imposter syndrome, but I think it's just like, you know, like your friends in your community, like they'll like reassure you, like, no, you definitely belong here. You're a great player and blah, 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 blah. And I have friends telling me that because like I'll be like, oh, I'm like, I'm not good at this. I feel like I shouldn't even be here if I'm going. Not necessarily like at Michigan, let's say, but maybe like if I'm playing a piece and I'm like, why am I like in this piece? Like, can't play this like and my friends are like no like you're great you're doing great and it and my professor's like no you're just doing well like you know it's okay like you got this and it it kind of reassures like me that like i'm supposed to be here and doing all the things that i can do and i think that kind of helps me like just yeah you need that like kind of reassurance I think. yeah it, do you have any stories about like a time in your life you felt like you've been kind of dealing with imposter syndrome and how you kind of got out of that funk? 
Oh my god. Um I guess Hmm. I don't know. Like I can't actually think of for me now nowadays I feel like I don't really have imposter syndrome because I kind of like got over that fact. I was like, no, I'm supposed to be here. But I guess definitely like when I was younger. Um so I guess like I can like lead this conversation to when I was younger. I was in like fourth grade, like so from fourth grade to when I graduated high school. And I think I mentioned this also in um the first podcast a little bit. I was in this percussion group and um it was tied with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And I'm not gonna like say any like names or like whatever. Um, but like this it wasn't like um so there's also like merit in chicago and then they have the cyso which is like these different youth groups and you actually like pay and it's like you, you can play with an orchestra and then you have like a little professional ensemble thing and what i was in was something different it was just solely percussion and it was like it was a free program it was a scholarship program for kids like inner city kids like who weren't as fortunate or whatever um to get a like a chance to like learn about music which is like it's such a it's such a great program but i also i'm like why was i even in this program because it was so like the community was like kind of toxic and i guess and i mean like I, when i say community i also mean more so the people who taught it yeah just like and I think it's really important to like remember that like the professors that you have the teachers that you study with are like it kind of like make or break like makes or breaks your I don't know basically if you want to go into music or not because like you you're supposed to look up to your professors and teachers and like they they're the ones I kind of feel like who can like make that creativity like that just like helps you like inspires you if you really want to do something or like in my case uh it made me not like music and stuff like that so anyway as i was saying like when i was younger um i wasn't good at all like so we started in like third grade and like we did snare drum and marimba and i just couldn't do marimba it was so hard i couldn't do snare drum either like i was really 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 bad um my teacher would separate us into two groups. There was, I think it was actually three groups, the bronze group, the silver group, and then the gold group. And I was in the silver group. And first of all, I don't even think they should put you in a silver or gold group. Um, they shouldn't make the names that obvious, you know? Like, if you're gonna do something like that, if you wanna do, as an educator, if you wanna have, like, tiered ensembles, you gotta make them name the things that aren't, like, places. Like, I don't know, like, have, like, your school colors as, like, a, as a group, you know? Like, exactly. like um, when I was in middle school, we had, like, the black team, the white team, and the silver team, because our colors, for the school colors, are, like, black, white, and silver. So, like, that was for, just for general education. I think that'd be a really good thing for, like, merit programs like this. Like, even though it's, you can interpret one being higher than the other, but, like, you're not just going to – it's better than saying, like, gold, silver, or bronze. That's just ridiculous. 
Well, I was I was on the solo group. I was really bad. In a way, because I was so bad, like everybody else was just like very good. And then like, like I was just like, I was just super behind. And then, so what he was gonna do, and this is like where the toxic part comes in, is like, so cutthroat. Like this program, like, oh my God, like if you didn't, if you weren't like up to the, their level that they wanted, then he would just kick you out. And like, I've had so many friends leave because it was just too intense. Like, you can't go into sports. Like, you can't do anything else. You have to just focus on music because it's like, every week you have like rehearsals, like for like eight hours or like lesson every Saturday. And so um, one day I, I worked, I worked very, very hard. I actually got a music tutor because for my private lessons just to improve. And so one day my teacher was like, can you wait a second? And he was like, we think you've improved so much and we want to put you in a gold group. And so I got into the gold group. I was so excited. My friends in the silver group got kicked out. Um, and yeah, uh, I was in the gold group the next time. And it's like, I was not. I was like, oh my God, should I even be here? Like, I'm not, I'm not as good as everybody. Like everybody like knows what music is. And I'm just like, I only know what eighth notes are and 16th notes. Like, I can't read music and it was such a struggle and like that was it was just like hard because I felt like everybody was like super super good and yeah then, you know, it wasn't like we were like super close either like I feel like you know like because they because we're kids so like they think that since they're in the gold group they're really good and they didn't have the experience of being in silver group and I think that and then they were like Oh, kind of like I'm really good, and so like I think it's just like so bad because like we're kids and like we should just all be nice to each other. But like I don't know, there was like a little bit of like a little bit of a hierarchy for a while, and like also like my teacher he had like favorites, and so that kind of also was like but for my whole career, I guess in the percussion group, it was like no matter what I do. I'm not going to be the favorite and I'm just like working my butt off it's just like and that's like also like another thing because it's like so toxic like you know if professors and teachers have favorites like don't treat them better like I guess I mean guess you can't really have a choice in who you like or whatever but as long as you treat everyone equally because if you don't that like creates like this imbalance like in between like, your students and then like some of your students like they might hate you or like they don't do as well and it's just like really really bad i don't know personally so like i i struggled so much in this profession because i was like i'm trying my best and every single time i did something wrong it's like i don't know it's like i was like kind of i guess threatened to like to like leave or whatever and my parents were like why don't you just like go there like other music communities I think one of the best, well, there are many good things that I got out of this program, but I think one of the better things was that I got um, was my hands. Like I have pretty good chops and because like that's all we kind of cared about was like technique, but I don't really have any like musicality and that's what I'm working on right now. But like, see, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, like I. My hands I, are I, bad. In a way, I was like, I'm like, I don't even know what music is, like, because we only did like percussion. I guess you could say more in the orchestra, but they were all like arrangements, like Harry Potter and Mario and like stuff like that, which was like really fun. But um, yeah, it was just like because of this group that I was in for like nine years, it really like I don't know. It just like really like like affected me and like it made me not like music like kind of towards like the end because I'm like this like like place is like toxic and as I said or at least for me like I know some people who had great experiences but again that's probably because our teacher had like favorites so like and I've like lost so many friends like I said who like they struggled with like losing parents or they had like other like like they wanted to do sports or something like that and like you can't just like give them like two weeks or like two months to recover from like a loss of a parent and be like you weren't practicing you know like or at least that's what it seemed like I maybe I don't know like the whole story but that's what it just like seemed like like you can't just that's not how it works you know like your professor should be like your teacher should be like no take as much time as you need practicing should be like one of your last priorities you know like i don't know it's just like really bad um so i like i kind of compared myself to a lot of the people in my grade and like the older kids i was like I'm like good and like that's where like the competitiveness came in because um I'll just say this like my teacher he would put like okay xylophone one if you get if you get the xylophone one part if you get xylophone if you're in the xylophone realm um then you're really good if you get marimba one then that's also really good but not as good as xylophone because xylophone's loud so it's like a vibraphone you're good at mallets but you're not as good as like marimba and that's how i that's how i saw it so coming into college and like i'm like well i just want like the best part the best part is in who plays what like like what part plays the most i was like if i don't get this part then like i'm like i'm not good or something like that and so like i was really struggling at the end of like in in high school when I started getting the vibraphone parts because I used to always get the xylophone parts and I was like why am I like am I bad at this like it's like it's like xylophone first then marimba and then like vibes on the side and then like you have all like the percussionists or like well we are all percussionists like percussion like little instruments and stuff like that which is like where like all like the fourth fifth sixth graders like would go like stand in the back that like really like changed my perspective too like coming into college like oh wait it's not supposed to be like you can you're able to play like any part and there's like just because i'm given like a like triangle part doesn't mean like i'm a bad player maybe like my professor's just giving it to me because like i need the experience or something like that so which is good like <laughs> You can't just keep on playing the same instrument because oh my god like this topic i have like just so many things to say but yeah. I don't know, do you have any thoughts before i have, I have so many questions 
Yeah. Well, how old are you when they first get you into these programs? So I guess third grade, I was, was I more? No, I don't know if I was more. Or maybe I was, wait, wait, because like when you graduate high school, you're like 18, right? So I must have been like nine. And they're teaching like nine-year-olds all this stuff about like, Compe- like already being competitive musicians and trying to like struggle to be the best in their spots like as nine-year-olds when you first like still learn what like eighth notes and six and like i felt like are. it's weird we were like kind of robots like it's good for technique in a way like it is good but also i like just didn't understand like music like i didn't understand like phrasing and i still kind of don't like like we're playing music to be musical and like yes being mechanically technically good is very important because it allows you to be musical but also at the same time i like just didn't understand that yeah yeah it takes a long time to learn musicality and i think musicality is something that despite what a lot of people say can be taught mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of people saying that musicality can't be taught and it's just something you're born with which is not true yeah. Like you can teach, teach phrasing to people. It's just like something we don't like to talk about all the time because it's a really touchy subject for some reason. Like how you phrase things is like yeah. super important to how you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. So like I think it just differs on a person-to-person basis. I feel like programs like that, while they do get your chops up like you are saying, I feel like they are taking the individual individuality out of the player. Right. Like said, just trying to get you in being like robots and machines almost. But I had think other do you think other places would benefit from a program like this with different instructors? Like do you think it's just like the person running the program? I I, I honestly think so. I think I like the idea is so good. Like to help like kids all over like or like to just like expose kids from all over the city, like about percussion, like and like have like a group and like have the experience to like go to like some competitions or play with like the orchestra like I think that's amazing but I think it's like it doesn't like we're kids you know like, like I mean how, I know they want us to be super good but like how far how realistically far do you think you can push a kid you know it's mm-hmm. just like at the end of the day like you said they're kids they can't really like be pushed this far because no matter how far you push somebody in something that's just kind of some like sometimes that entirely backfires on you like if you push them too hard they're gonna burn out immediately I know we've talked about burnout a lot oh yeah from episode two if you haven't watched it go check it out um yeah um yeah yeah, this group is it's just like a it's a good idea but when you I don't know I think and I don't want to blame like my teachers like they had really good intentions but like i don't know it's like there's like you said there's like so much that you can do to like kind of push a kid over to the edge and then there's a competitiveness there's comparing you to other students and it's just like not healthy and like i didn't know this until like later like i didn't realize this until i was like literally in college and like high school where i started to be like like oh this is like I shouldn't be treated like this like people ask me like why I still stayed in the group or like whatever but or, like my parents especially because they're like it's just like so much work and whatever and like mental damage I guess but when I was younger when I got into the gold group I remember going home and I'm like telling myself like 
Sulin, this is going to be so hard. You're going to have to work really hard, but you can never quit this group. And so I made a promise to myself for nine years, like, yeah, it's going to be rough, but just like stick with it. And so like, I kind of felt like the only person's approval that I wanted and like still kind of do want is from my teachers. Those were like the only people like I could make proud. Like my high school band director was like, you you play great. Like now in like, like at Michigan, um, like Doug, Ian, Tom, and like whoever, like are like, yeah, you play great. And it's like, it's so like, it's like so funny, kind of sad that I just wanted the approval of like my teachers to be like in my percussion group, like, no, like you're good. We're proud of you. Like, I just like never got that. Like, I guess like in front of people, they're like, yeah, good job. But like, like now I'm just like, I just like want that. And so I kind of realized like uh, when I was like in high school, like about to like leave the group, like I'm not going to tell them about like where I'm applying to schools. Like I have to do this all by myself because at the end of the day, there's only like me. And so I need to make myself proud of myself. Um, I can't do it for my teachers and I like can't compare myself to other people. Like, so I just have to play the best that I can play. And I mean, that's all you can really do, I guess. Yeah, you just took my next point out of my mouth. I was about to say, you gotta make sure that the only person you're pleasing at the end of the day is yourself. Right, yeah. A lot of times. Because yeah. like, you can please other people, but like, are you really pleasing yourself? Like, okay. physically? Yeah. And like, Michael, I have a question. I actually have a question for you, because like, I feel like, so yeah, that was like in my past, but like now recently, I've been feeling this kind of like new struggle, which I guess I've had like while I was like, I went to Interlochen like the camp at like during high school and then kind of like now like in college. But do you feel like now sometimes like I don't want to like and I feel like I'm bragging by saying this, but like I don't want to brag, but I don't want to say like I'm the, like, the most amazing player, but I feel like I'm pretty good and like in my class too and thanks to psp i have like that's why i have my hands and whatever so like that gives me an advantage whatever um but like sometimes i feel like people are like kind of jealous or something like or like kind of like insecure sometimes and in a way they kind of put that onto me and then they're like oh you they, they either say Oh, you think you're so much better than me or us? Like, like you're gonna be my competition now, whatever. Instead of just like, because like for me, like I think we're all good, and we we all like grow at our own rates. And like, I don't remember, but like I was on another Zoom call with like some musicians, and one of them was saying like a quote that like I'm totally gonna butcher, but it was just like, just because you light someone else's candle doesn't mean like your candle goes out, which like is like you can still support somebody else. You can still help somebody else without your flame going out. If anything, it makes you like better because like we all do like different things. Like, people are interested in different things. And just because I'm good at marimba, let's say, I don't know if I am, um, I can still help my friends be better at marimba. and. I can still like that will also help me improve like in marimba and the thing is 
to like people sometimes like that I've met who think they're so much better than everyone else or like like they're like the hot shots or whatever like if you're so good then also help other people like if they're struggling with something you know what I mean and like you can help them out so so my question finally is is like yeah have you ever like do you know what I'm like kind of like getting at like have you ever like experienced like either like like either one of those sides where like people are like oh you're super good blah 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 blah, or people are like yeah it's just like stuff like that I've actually experienced both sides okay tell me tell us for all references and all anything I want to say I am not or I have not historically been known as a snare drummer like percussion with sticks like my chop my hand chops on sticks are just not very good and but that's what I've been working on like here at grad school and it's been I think it's been coming along we're getting there but like I always had like these really pretty like for my undergrad I had really good marimba chops mm-hmm. which has always been something my friends have been like oh man you're just like the marimbas aren't you I'm like yeah I guess I don't know I've always been like pigeonholed as like the mallet guy mm-hmm. of undergrad. But, um, yeah, I've always been, like, super jealous of my friend. Like, I'm just going to name drop you here. Jake Ruthier, my buddy, my one of my best friends in the percussion community, my undergrad. He's got ridiculous hands. Like, his chops are so good. He's worked so hard, and he's come such a long way. And I've always been a bit jealous of your hands, Jake. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I always want to support you in the best way I can. Like, I'm not going to specifically strike you down because you have better hands than me. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you you're absolute garbage. Like, Jake... You are like one of my best percussion friends and I love you like a brother and you are like so good. Please keep going. <laughs> Please keep going, man. <laughs> but like, yeah, if I could um, a little thing about that, that just like literally reminded me of something like with like jealousy, like, no, it's like you say that you're jealous, but like you're still supportive and like, it's not like you're trying to like sabotage your friend. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to name drop anybody, but I was, like, talking to one of my friends. Like, I feel like for me, I'm always trying, like, sometimes I, like, do too many projects or, like, I want to always, like, do stuff. Like, I'm, like, always at the musical trying to practice or just, like, because I want to be good and I just, like, I don't know. I like doing projects and stuff like that. I like to be really busy. And so I was telling my friend, I don't know how we got into this conversation, but I was just, like, I feel like one of my other friends doesn't like it when I practice a lot um and then so she was basically like oh yeah I feel that like sometimes I like tell you like oh like don't practice or whatever um because I feel like jealous that like you're practicing so much more than I am and I'm like I was so super shocked that she said that like she she was purposefully telling me not to practice or like I didn't need to practice because she didn't want me to practice and be good and I think it's like you know it's like different when if like if I was like hurt like mentally hurting myself and draining myself and she was like maybe you should take a break then like that's different than I was like also because like she's my friend and it's like I was kind of surprised she just like told me which is like like at least she was being truthful I guess but like I'm like dang like some really? not practice because they don't want me to be good i guess real friends don't bring each other down real friends bring each other up 
Yeah. I feel like for, and real musicians don't bring each other down. Real musicians bring each other up. Yeah. Because if you want to keep, everyone wants to keep striving to be the best they can be. And you're not going to get anywhere by just sitting around and complaining that you don't have hands. Right. You're not going to get around by sabotaging your friends, making them worse. Exactly. The only way you're going to get better is if you apply yourself and you do what's right for you and you let your friends do what's right for them and you all get better. And like, as someone who, I don't know, is quote unquote better or like more experienced in the field is a better way to put it. A more experienced musician should always be striving to lift up younger musicians. Right. And like, I like mm-hmm. this is a topic that you're really heated about. Yeah. <laughs> no things sometimes. Yeah, and I think like I think our master students, like our grad students and stuff like that, our DMA students do a really good job about like really taking care of um like the undergrads. And I think that's like super, super important because I feel like if we didn't have that, then like like, I think at Michigan, we have, like, a really good, like, the older kids, like I said, like, they take care of us. And so we as undergrads, we see that. And we also want to help, like, with the, like, I would want to, as a junior, I want to help, like, the freshmen. Like, that's how we, like, take care of each other. So it's, like, grad students give us rides, like, car rides. And so, like, upperclassmen, even though I don't drive, um, like, we do, like, the same thing. And it's just kind of, like, we reciprocate it. And that just, like, creates, like that like a good flow and then so like and then we like when we go out into the real world um then it's like we still have this really good positive like encouraging each other like vibe and so oh and i have something it's a little bit unrelated but kind of it's still related to this whole thing but something that i wanted to mention that i just also popped into my head was that like I don't know if you've ever struggled with this either, Michael, but like, because it takes me a very, very long time to do things and like understand, especially when it comes to like rhythm and counting, which is kind of ironic because we are percussionists, but I struggle with that a ton, like kind of polyrhythms or whatever, just like, it's very difficult for me. And, or like, just like memorizing music. Like I, I, I can't do it because I can like sight read pretty well. So I don't really have a need to memorize. Um, so basically, I'm just saying, like, for me, I, um, I learn things differently, which is like, okay, like, that's not of a, like, that big of a deal. But sometimes I feel like the people that I'm surrounded with are like, why are you doing it like this? And like, in a way, I feel like they're kind of blaming me or like judging me for um, doing something like doing like learning things that like that's how I just like learn and just because you don't like learn something as like a a certain way doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong it's like different I mean I guess like you know if I'm playing a duet with somebody and we want to try to do like the same stickings to create the same sounds like that's a little bit different I think um but it's just like I don't know sometimes and I feel like I kind of like look I always feel like I look uh, I get looked down upon sometimes because they're like well like why are you doing it like this or like I feel like I'm kind of the weird one for just doing what I think is best for me I don't know like have you ever or something I don't know felt like that in some ways yeah I used, I learned music a really 
weird way too. Like I feel like I did. I've been so instead of like just kind of blocking out what my other friends would be doing, like they're doing something totally different. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna ignore that. Like I'm gonna try it. Right, right. And so like I've tried it the past couple of days. It's been working wonders actually. Thanks, buddies over here. But like the way I did, I used to learn music like. Again, I'm also a really good sight reader, I think, especially on mallet percussion more than anything. So I would like try to do what we would do in like big rehearsals or like how I'd teach it to like a young uh, group. There's like a concept of macro, micro, informed macro. We talk about this a lot at JMU. Mm. Like when you're running actual large ensemble rehearsals, the one of the people in charge always talks about that kind of setup. Mm. So you try to get through as much as you can on the big macro setup. Yeah. You read through as much as you can. Just read it, try to feel how it sounds, listen to it, kind of get the feel for it. And then you go back and do like little micro details. Like, okay, this spot here, the tempo is really weird. This spot, I want to change dynamics. This spot, I want to do other things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So like doing that. And then like you do a macro again as like with those things in mind, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I used to interpret things now just getting kind of more metronomic with it which is working a lot better like not gonna lie in undergrad i hated metronomes right I never touch a metronome if i could help it and now it's like a daily thing i think how many days my on a streak for this thing it's like oh today today's a week i lost it like last week but i got a week straight of using my metronome today which is cool right but like you know just Going back and actually messing with the metronome more, I've been like put on the metronome diet and it's been a really different experience for me. But like, I feel like it's always been different. Like the way you learn things is different. There's um, several different modalities as, a, as an education major. I have a different perspective on how to learn things. There's like visual, oral, kinesthetic learning kind of modalities, if you know anything about those kind of ideas. Yeah. Yeah, so like physically learn, or visually learning things like being a really good reader is a good thing. Oral learners, like you mainly listen, learn from listening to things and the kinesthetics kind of like doing the thing to learn it or like moving some sort of other part of your body. Like I know we talk about a lot, this, we talk about this a lot in elementary education, especially. Like, right. Because, like, you know, like, when you're in elementary school, most of the things you do, like, you you can, like, sing and dance. You can, play, you can like, have things on the board for the students. You can have them listen to things and try to repeat back to you. You can have, like, them run around the room and do a dance with a concept or something or, like, teaching styles by doing different dance moves or something like that. But I feel like it applies a lot to, like, professionals, too. Everyone has their own different ways of learning things, and I think that's just kind of, it carries on through your life. As long as you can find a way to learn in multiple ones so you can teach. I think the best teachers yeah. are the ones who can teach all three styles. Right, and the thing is like, but you know, if you do something differently from somebody else, don't like, if it works for them, like just like, that's good for them, you know? Like sometimes you can say like, oh, you could do this thing like this, but like, don't just tell them what to do. Cause sometimes it doesn't work for people. like. Like the reason why I do things the way that I do, sometimes it has to be like the more difficult path for me to figure out the easier path. And like sometimes like I know why I do everything because I plan it out. It's not like I try to make it like difficult for myself, but yeah, I don't know. I just like, 
it's okay like people do things differently and i think that has to be like accepted like i guess yeah okay michael i have you're one of those different things end of thing yeah <laughs> one of those things differently if we all did this if we all did things the same way we'd all be the same people exactly there's a My miles davis quote i was thinking of but I'll, it'll come back to me in a minute so yeah what were you saying sorry about that you're you're totally fine i just like this topic is something that like i feel like i just like ugh, like i just like i have so many things to say which i mean i like to talk a lot but i think this one is like like one of the things like toxicity in the music communities i didn't realize how like kind of passionate i was about it but i just like have so many things so i guess like i have like one more thing that is i forgot to mention but i think it's actually very important so that i like i should mention it yes i found the quote your quote first to quote miles davis if you understood everything i say you'd be me i feel like that applies a lot to learning you know yeah again if you understood everything i say you'd be me wow that's that's a good quote. We, uh, like we're not we're not gonna be able to understand everything that we do. Like as that's a really big struggle as teachers too, you know. As a teacher, it's really hard to understand what's gonna go through to a student. So you have to be able to be fluent in all sorts of styles to teach yeah. everybody, you know, inclusion. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um so what I was talking about and I really want to mention because I think it's really important is like another kind of toxic thing in music communities I feel like is like stereotypes and kind of judging based on like so like I'm a female I'm like Asian like usually they say it's mostly like a white male dominated field um I don't for me personally I guess like I haven't struggled with it too much, but I think sometimes in the back of people's mind, they still like consider it like, they're like, oh, well, you're super short. And so it's like, you can't carry these big drums, which is true sometimes. Like sometimes it's like, I hate carrying tom-toms. They're too heavy for me. But like just saying, let's put all the females onto like the mallet parts for some reason. It's like kind of weird to me. And like have all like the guys play on like drums because it's I don't know because it's louder or whatever um I haven't really struggled with that but I I, I see that um and just like I think well when I was younger I guess well my teacher would be like don't hit like a girl but like we are girls and it's like girls can hit well too mm. so I don't know if you I don't know if you like even though you're like a male if you've seen it like i don't know like your teachers or whatever like assigning part it shouldn't it shouldn't really matter at all like for me people are like oh how do you feel like as a female in like male dominated field kind of and for me i'm like it doesn't really affect me because my mindset is like well i just if it's harder for me, I just have to work a little bit harder, I guess. Or like, I don't know, I feel like I'm at the same level. And like, that's how I like put myself like, we're all like equals. And um, I'm not, I'm not worse because I'm like, an Asian woman or whatever. I'm like, 
I'll just like put myself in the races and like be equal. But but I know some people like they don't get to have that um, privilege, I guess, of saying that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like it goes deeper than just percussion. I feel like especially when in like middle school band when people are like picking out instruments and stuff. I usually see like mostly males getting like low brass parts like trombone, tuba, and like you feel like I don't see a ton of like female low brass players, which is kind of sad. And I feel like just brass players in general too, like there's mainly, I know a lot of like male trumpet, trombone, tuba and all like that. And like mainly like females on the woodwinds, like clarinets and, and like flute. Saxophones is kind of 50, 50, I think, but like, it's, it's weird to see like, even in the young fundamental stage of like, maybe this like slight bias towards like different people. Like I know as someone who like studied in the band director kind of field, it's all about like aptitude, like which people are like better for which instruments, like when you're picking out things, but like, there's no reason to divide on gender like that too. Right. Like, yeah. You know. And it's just like, when I, when I was like younger and I saw like, women playing like percussion i was like oh my god that's so cool and especially like asian women like people because i was like oh my god they're just like me and they're so good and i'm like i want to be like that too and that's like that's why it's so important to have like representation because it's like you don't feel like you're alone and like you can you feel like you can do all the things like you don't have to be a guy to to like kick butt on drum set you know like it's just like that's why I think it's like super important. But like, I guess I had like some friends like when I was back in high school, and I got like first chair, honors all state band whatever, um, and the rest were like guys. There were like twenty of them, so I beat like twenty boys, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're such a cool." Well, most of them were like, "You're so cool," like you're you're a girl they're like you're a girl kind of because like they were surprised like that I like I guess beat them all or whatever um there was this one boy who was like oh like you think like because they're like oh you're a girl and like you're not that good whatever but I was like well that's not what the audition said so anyway but it's just like it's just like stupid like that like I think because it's like I mean, it's like 2020. So like, oh wait, no, yes, it is. It's 21. Jesus Christ. Oops. Yeah, it's 2021. That's what I meant. Um, I think we have more like progressive thinking. So it's not as much as a problem. But like, I guess when especially like when it comes to like the older, like dudes, like who are like really old, like 70s, 80s, and they're gonna die. I feel like they're a little bit judgy, kind of like stereotypical. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of also an upbringing thing. Yeah. They're, like, they're from an entirely different generation. Yeah, which is, well, they can, yeah, which is like, I don't know if it should be an excuse, but whatever. Anyways. Yeah, <sighs> and like, the last thing I want to say on that little bit yeah. is in my experiences growing up, we always had a healthy mix of people. Yeah. In all the sections, like my county was really good like um or my band directors were really good about making sure that both men and women were like equally represented in the percussion section especially 
that was the main thing like high school and middle school but like when i get into undergrad and like other places it's not as like there's not as many female percussionists in the studio mm. places i'm at or places i've been at you know now we had like some freshmen and like a math like another master student who's like they're all female and it's like it's so great like not saying like we had like well i think we have a pretty good mix of like boys and girls um but like just having that like it's just like awesome just to like hang out with other girl percussionists because i feel like we all feel the same way because we're like oh there are so many guys in this field and it's just so nice to like be surrounded by like other women i don't know i feel like it's like we can relate to each other and it's super cool and it's actually like it's really fun um yeah so i think i guess we should start like wrapping up but i think it's important to end on the note of creating a healthy community um like, yeah. so like like that's super important because yeah i mean having a healthy community is a help happy community um yeah if there's one big takeaway you should take from this episode it's just to simply love thy neighbor <laughs> yeah it's like like treat like, like you know just the golden rule treat others how you want to be treated yeah like if you're an older per if you're like an older person in the field make sure you're helping out the new guys or new gals or whoever help out new people you don't have to make sure you're always trying to make the best of any situation you can you have like make your group the best you can by helping everybody yeah you don't have to be like a bad like just just like yeah like you said like be kind to each other you don't have to like be jealous or competitive i mean like it happens but like we're all just like i think a little bit of like friendly competition is good like like don't i don't know just be like nice to people like you don't have to like say like oh you're you're worse than me or like i'm better than you because like basically you're like a loser and a terrible person and you shouldn't say that um but like the moment you start like putting definitives on people like that that's the moment i lose respect for you immediately yeah and it's like and it kind of goes like the same with like teachers and professors and just like older students to younger students is like like i feel like as like a young student you'll be like your mind is very like multiple and whatever and so like everything you say just because you're young doesn't mean like you're gonna forget something that somebody said to you like very like negatively like that that's why we have to like treat i feel like children very like well and just like like because like because like we're older like michael and i are not like college so we have to i don't know like teach the little young children like how to treat each other and like because like then you could just like end up like me in a percussion group sad and like feeling like they're not good enough kind of and like that's not good yeah yeah it's all about helping the next generation be better than us you know better people better musicians better humans exactly yeah all right i think that ends our talk today yeah so thanks for checking us out again make sure you're following us on instagram and at at, at tans percussion podcast and make sure you're checking out all of our other episodes yes. again thanks for checking us out today and we'll see you next time bye everybody Thanks for tuning in.